It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is up, Dolphins fans? And welcome to the Monday, November 8th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. It is Victory Monday. Finally, once again on the show, which means we're going to talk anything and everything from the Miami Dolphins 17 to 9 victory over the Houston Texans in week nine of the 2021 season. Let's get it. You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to a Victory Monday episode of Locked on Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, director of scouting at the draftnetwork.com, and your host here, pleased to once again be running it back to a Victory Monday. Who knew? All it, all it needed was for the Dolphins to last minute sit their starting quarterback and uh, me come down and attend the game. These are obviously the, the two biggest storylines that I have to talk about. And the first being uh, the news with Tua Tagovailoa certainly was a gut punch. Um, the, the thought process apparently was he had – Bump, bumped or banged his, his finger in the second quarter against the Bills, according to Brian Flores. And he had finished the rest of the game against the Bills, uh, was limited all week. And we knew he was limited all week, uh, but he threw all week. And then he gets to the pregame warmup. And the, the judgment that was made was Tua was not going to be able to throw, make all the throws that they wanted to make for the offensive game plan. But instead of elevating the emergency third quarterback, they still kept Tua in and he dressed for the game and he was the backup quarterback, but he didn't play. And that it's odd, man. It's, it's really odd. And, and, Obviously, you watch the offensive performance that the Dolphins had yesterday against Houston, and you didn't have Devontae Parker, right? You still don't have Will Fuller. You don't have a bunch of guys. Preston Williams inactive again. And I understand that, like, injuries happen and so on and so forth, but I'm watching Jacoby Brissett struggle the way that he did and it's like if Tua is don't don't you need to know what you have isn't shouldn't this evaluation a little bit of adversity this is a perfect time because if you're worried about Tua not being able to make throws and having ball security issues like I hate to tell you this but the Dolphins had five turnovers against the Texans and still somehow won the game 
Granted, yet a fumble from Javon Holland on a punt return. Congratulations to Javon on his first career interception yesterday. You had Miles Gaskin dropping one in the in a crowd. You had Jacoby Reset getting stripped. You also had zero ability to run the football. I'm not in excited about what's going to have to happen now that Tua has missed time and is missing starts again with injuries when the book on him coming out of college, durability was a big red flag. I'm not looking forward to having that conversation. But Jacoby, 26 of 43 for 244 yards, 5.7 yards per attempt, sacked four times, one touchdown, two interceptions, um, offered very little as far as helping on his offensive lineman uh, to create plays. And some of his completions were throws that um, Mike Gusecki had to have Herculean efforts on one-handed catches to bring the ball in. So it's not even – I don't know what you were hoping to avoid with Tua that you didn't get anyway from the rest of the offensive attack. 25 rushes for 47 yards. The running backs for 24 carries for 40 yards. Thank goodness Miles Gaskin got the six-yard touchdown run in the Wildcat offense. You couldn't do anything offensively. How horrifying is that? Rushing the football. 25 carries for 47 yards as a team. 1.9 yards per carry. It's a lot of the usual suspects, though, that are, are providing the high points. I thought Waddle had a really nice game. Eight catches on 10 targets, 83 yards, had contributions in the running game or in the, the special teams game. He had two kick returns. He had long at 25, made some good decisions back there. Mike, I, w- I would be faxing Mike the latest contract offer. And apparently, he and the team really haven't spoken at all. I don't know. We've heard that, though, from this regime or from players. Like Jerome Baker. Oh, yeah, I haven't mean, I've, I've really talked about it. Boom, extension drops. So I'd say maybe I'd take that at face value that he says he hasn't talked with the team. But I'd be faxing the, the contract offer over this morning because he was phenomenal, Mike was. He had two catches for 54 or four catches for 54 yards, and two of those catches were just unbelievable efforts, and he nearly had three more. One-handed efforts. So, I mean, if we're, if we're looking at this game objectively, right, and it was amazing to be there and be in the stands and yell and just, you know, forget about the record and have fun and not worry about Tua and understand that, like, yo, we got 60 minutes, let's go win a football game. But if you look at objectively at what happened, 17-9, to nine, could have comfortably moonwalked away from this game uh, after about the first quarter you got a sense that you were really going to be able to control the game. Props to Miami for finally 
uh, lighting up Terod Taylor. He was obviously coming back from injury, but his career numbers against the Dolphins were very good. Taylor, 204 yards, three interceptions, five sacks, quarterback rating of 13. Thought the defense played really well. Perhaps this is a renaissance from this side of the ball. Um, the effort against Buffalo for the Dolphins on defense was quite good. It was obviously a, a garbage time touchdown that, that took it from 20. Now the, the effort against Houston in which you were fairly dominant for a lot of the stretches of the game. Uh, and we've been waiting for the big play from Javon Howell, right? We mentioned that he got his first career reception. And there's part of me that's wondering like, okay, we're about, we're halfway through the season now. If that free safety role is as important as we anticipate that it is in this defense, because it's a, a communicator position, a signal caller position, you're going to make all the calls on the back end. Is the, is a half of the season the onboarding process for Javon Holland in which now you can start to call, operate, and flex some of the more aggressive in-your-face stuff because you feel like the communications on the back end are going to allow you to prevent having miscommunications. We're not going to have that resolved on the offensive side of the ball. You know, we've, we've all seen the struggles and they, they do it week over week, but at the very least, I think the past two weeks for the defense has been a strong effort. Now, I don't know if that's going to help you against Lamar Jackson on Thursday, but if Miami gets the defensive effort, they got, they gave against Buffalo and Houston against the Jets, Panthers, Giants, and Jets, you could realistically win every single one of those football games. So that's a nice place to be. You know, this was the the part of the schedule that we knew the first 10 games were going to be a bear uh, back when the season started. Uh, after the New England game, we were kind of hoping, okay, let's be six and four through the first 10, and then you can make a run. That's obviously not going to happen. And unfortunately, there are some significant red flags with, with coaching, and we all know what those issues are. But I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm, I'm thinking about the last two weeks on the defensive side of the ball. And I at least feel like you can, you can start to make move the needle and, and get this defense hopefully back to some respectability. Today I want to tell you guys about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. DirecTV Stream brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. And the best part is there's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That is directtv.com. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. 
What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Speaking of the defense... I don't know if you guys happen to see it or not. Jalen Phillips had himself a nice little football game. Pretty active up front. Dude flies around, continues to fly around. He was in on a number of quarterback sacks, and I know everybody's all worried about the production that he's had as a pass rusher and where it's at. Jalen... I thought played one of his better games and uh, he got some early down reps. There were some down in distances, particularly when Houston got ahead of the chains, uh, which he was off the field. And then you get third downs and he'd be right back out there. And I thought Jalen Phillips uh, was a persistent presence in this game up front. Uh, Getting beyond rookies, uh, I think the same thing could be said for Christian Wilkins uh, very comfortably. Uh, it was great to see Jerome Baker back out there. Obviously, he had a Herculean effort of his own on that toe-tapping interception on the sideline to set Miami up on a short field. Uh, so it was great to see Jerome back and, and you know on the field and healthy after the knee injury scare that he had had. So there's a lot of player performances in this contest isolated that you feel encouraged by, you feel good about, but I I certainly wouldn't suggest that the dolphins are fixed. You know, it was an ugly 17 to nine, five turnover win against the Houston Texans. But when you're there in the stands and you rip a couple of Heineken's and you're amongst your people, man, it was, it was a really fun day yesterday. And uh, it was a day that was productive for the Dolphins in more ways than one, too. Can, can we, everybody, raise your glass and pour one out for the old Buffalo Bills? Everybody had a lot of jokes about the Dolphins losing the Jaguars. Well, guess what? The Bills lost to the Jaguars. And then, <laughs> I know from an AFC East divisional standings perspective, it ain't going to matter for Miami. But nevertheless, if there's one team that you would just absolutely hate to see get some comeuppance, that team up north. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers also lost. And that is, of course, important for the Dolphins because the Philadelphia Eagles own the Dolphins' first-round pick and the Dolphins own San Francisco's first round pick. So as things currently stand, we are halfway through the season. It is at least worth mentioning. 
I hate doing this every week and the stock watch and the up and the down from a draft order perspective. Oh, because a lot's going to change. There are right now teams seven through 12 in the draft order are separated by half a game and strength of schedule tiebreakers. So much is going to change, but Miami's natural pick, which belongs to Philadelphia is now third in the standings. And it is a half a game behind the jets, Jaguars, Washington football team uh, for the next group of spots. If, Miami were on a bye, and the Jets and Jaguars played a game and each lost. Miami's pick, if all three of those teams were two and seven, Miami's pick would fall to five out of a strength of schedule advantage for the Jets and strength of schedule advantage for the Jaguars. Okay. So you're you're literally saying it's just off the fact that Miami isn't served their bye yet. So you're potentially talking about fringe top five as things currently stand. And we just got done talking about the four games that the Dolphins have after the extended break they get after a home game against Baltimore this weekend. San Francisco is three and five. They're ninth in the order. And I don't know if you guys have seen the 49ers schedule. But next week, they're playing against the L.A. Rams on Monday Night Football. And the Rams just lost this week to Tennessee. got smacked around. Then they got Jacksonville at Jacksonville. Jacksonville suddenly playing respectable football. Then you're home versus Minnesota, a team that's in the playoff race in the NFC. Then you're at Seattle. Then you're at Cincinnati. Russell Wilson will be back for that game in Seattle. Home against Atlanta. Then you go at Tennessee. Home versus Houston. And then you're at the LA Rams to close the season. Is there three wins in this block? Do we want to give them Jacksonville? Um, Minnesota or Atlanta and then Houston. We'll give them three and a half wins. So they're going to have six. Six or seven, guys. I mean, this San Francisco, they're going to be right there. So for Miami, if they do have the defensive resurgence that we're hoping, very suddenly can find themselves right in that same ballpark. And then all of this hubbub that's been had about the draft order and Miami, the, all the, the foolishness. And if you thought that they should have just stayed back after they traded back with San Francisco, that's fine. Then you can still criticize the trade. If that idea wasn't your cup of tea, but giving away your own and betting on San Francisco, like there's a lot of ball game left this season, guys. And right now it's only, Separated by three, uh, six spots. And if you didn't have Miami missing their bye week with a late bye this season, it'd be separated by four spots and one game in the standings. So 
be ready. I, I think that narrative has an opportunity to change over the back half of the season. Then seeing San Francisco stumble, especially against an Arizona team that didn't have DeAndre Hopkins, didn't have Kyler Murray, that's great news for Miami. Great news for me. It's one of the tailgates with Chef Greg and Andy that I was at this uh, this weekend. They had some Bilt Bars on call at the tailgate. Bilt Bars, a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar, and there's 100% chocolate on all their bars. So whether you're looking for something to grab and go, a delicious snack, something as a meal replacement, you name it, Bill Bar can be it. So visit BillBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you can save 15% of your next order. That's BillBar.com, promo code LOCK15, to save 15% off your next order of the world's most delicious protein bar. With a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code Locked On. Basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, write your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It is where the game starts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. So as I sit here, and it, it's Monday morning. You know, we went out to the game, walked a couple miles back to get into the ride share and get out of the, the mess that is the the parking and Got back to the hotel and finished watching some NFL football and did some some work tasks. Went to bed, digested this win. I think the number one thing that is going to interest me with what happens is once again, what is the status going to be of Tua Tungvalu? First of all, if I fly down here twice. And I get Jacoby Brissett for all three games. I'm going to die a little bit inside. <laughs> but this two needs to be playing. He need either. He needs the experience. He needs to be able to play through something that he practiced with all week. Because again, the thought process was 
We don't, we're not sure he's going to be able to throw the ball and put it in all areas um, with effectiveness. Your passing game with Jacoby Brissett's not effective. Well, the accuracy is very, very scattershot. You did not score in the second half. Jacoby was responsible for three turnovers. The only thing that would make sense for why Tua would not play is if you perceive this to be a lost season and you're protecting a young quarterback. But we don't think Miami has those emotions given their pursuits of another quarterback during the course of this offseason and this season. So I just really struggled to wrap my head around. If he was healthy enough to dress, he should have played. And whoever ultimately made the call, I disagree with whatever decision that they made. And I understand I wasn't there to see him throwing all week in practice, but he finished the game with it in Buffalo. He practiced all week and he's dressing as the backup quarterback amid everything else that you have had from a handling perspective. At the very least, whether you think, again, whether you think two is good, you think two is bad, you think two is the future, you want two to go, can we all kind of sit here and objectively look at the handling of this young quarterback and say, man, like, did we get anything right? And it's demoralizing because before they picked the quarterback, you looked at the situation and you saw that. Oh, they were instilling this positive culture and Ryan Fitzpatrick, what he was able to do is in a veteran presence that was going to be there. And then ever since Tua like got in the door, the handling of the young quarterback situation has just, I've, it looks worse and worse and worse. Every time there's a new opportunity to make a decision about how to support your young quarterback. If he was healthy enough to dress, in my opinion, he should have played. Because the things that you were hoping to prevent by playing him, you ended up getting anyway. Yeah, you got fortunate you won the football game. Thank goodness for that. Because I don't know how many more Mondays without a victory Monday I could have taken. Who knows? Maybe we'll get victory Friday this week as well. But you're going to have to keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins to find out. Your host, Kyle Krabs, it's great to hear each and every one of you. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dolphins your first Dolphins podcast. Listen to Of The Day. Get your fix. Make sure you hit subscribe to the podcast. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Fins up. Victory Monday. Enjoy it. Make it a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.